Welcome back to another episode of the Quantium Cast. I'm your host Ryan Kier, and it is good to be back. We've had a long break, but we've been working on a lot that will hopefully be out for our listeners, subscribers, etc. to enjoy. But this new series that is out includes interviews with wonderful people who have either started up their own businesses, contributed in a way to society in terms of business and finance, the list goes on. But we hope that our listeners can take something from this in terms of motivation and work harder in achieving whatever their dreams may be. So this interview was with Beth Botham of Rejuvenate Kids. Beth was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, a form of cancer, at the age of 17. She recalls feeling catastrophic. She had her exams in four months and a university place was contingent upon her achieving good results. She had to take medication every half hour. She couldn't write because she had pain in her joints, but she kept going. She did not give up. Many of us, when we have a cold in the morning, we get lazy and we say, look, I might not go into work today or I'm thinking of ordering some food from outside, not really getting up or something and just spending more and contributing less to ourselves. Well, now Beth is four plus years in remission. And in the interview coming up next, you'll hear about how Beth got through such a difficult time fighting the ultimate battle that is against cancer. Without further ado, here's Beth's story. Thank you so much for giving up your time to be here today. I'd like to first start by asking, maybe if you could summarize your journey for the sake of our listeners, maybe giving some background context of how you've got to this point today. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, so my journey, I'm 22 now at 17. So uh, back in 2015, I was diagnosed with blood cancer um, and the wrong actual name is Hodgkin's lymphoma. I, I was told I had stage 2A, which meant that I had tumours in my neck and chest. I think there were about 12 in total. And at that point, I was diagnosed in the January. Um, I was studying at sixth form, getting ready to do my final exams, my A-levels, which I spent long and hard hours revising and just uh, prepping for. In February, I started chemotherapy alongside school, did that um, for four months, finished uh chemotherapy five days before my exams began was told that I was officially in remission in wow. May 2015 as well during my exam so it was a, a time of emotional heights mm. and then got my results in August which surpassed any expectations I had before cancer uh, went off to university in that September so took no break very full-on um, very emotionally exhausting mentally challenging um, went to university my third year um, and my second year, really, I started to address this whole thing and what I should do with it because it was so fast. I didn't ever get a chance to fully look at it, at what it was um, and do something with it. And I made a pact that I would create something positive um, that fills me with purpose and appreciation and that changes this whole cancer thing from a negative to a positive. And that is what led me to creating Rejuvenate Kits, which I launched uh, this summer. Um, but I created straight out of university and we provide cancer care kits as a gift for people going through cancer to help them manage their side effect, side effects and also feel supported. Wow. I, I mean, you, you come across as very humbling in, in a sense <laughs> that you've, uh, you've completely skipped over the really difficult journey that I can imagine you've gone through of fighting. Once again, one of the greatest battles of all time, the fight against mm -hmm. cancer. And I'm, I'm curious, maybe 
about the mental health state that you were feeling at the time how did you ever think about quitting in terms of quitting the fight mentally did you did you sit back or, or what was your approach at the time to make sure you kept going so mentally it's a tough time I think anyone that says it isn't is almost in denial I know that people go through mental difficulties more so than others um, not everyone struggles completely but yeah it completely plummeted my mental health I was more aware of it and it um, completely just just was just destroyed to be honest and we mentioned before recording uh, about mental health and I said before I was kind of bobbing along I wasn't ever really aware of mental health I never really felt like I had a problem with it but being 17 and told you've got this and and at the time my biggest fear was failing my exams it just blew my mind um so yeah my mental health was not great at the time and I worked hard to really come back up and get over it but it wasn't a linear recovery um and Mm -hmm. I mentioned that before it it because recovery isn't linear I think the perception which makes it hard for a lot of cancer patients is that when you finish your treatment you're fine again and you just bounce back and you go back to work or you carry on studying Mm. and actually for me it felt like there was no difference although the drugs weren't being put into my body anymore the effects were long-lasting I felt like they still were which made it really difficult because all of a sudden the support was a bit more distant my family and and my my closest were amazing but people's perceptions were kind of a a bit out of line so it meant that mentally for instance that was a time when I struggled when I didn't expect that I would so mental health has been a constant journey almost like a heart rate monitor just up down up down and that I think is just the journey of what life is yeah you you mentioned the story in fact before uh, we started recording about um you walked into class one day maybe if you could share that that would probably help give a little bit of context for those who understand maybe going through cancer how it is like yeah 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 so um I said about being when you're going through that and you are mentally drained you're vulnerable you're exposed you need to surround yourself with people that get you that make you feel loved and even Mm. now not having cancer and I feel like anyone can relate to this when you're around certain people you feel amazing you leave feeling lifted positive your best Mm. self you're living your best life whereas when you're around (laughs) other people (laughs) that you come away feeling just rubbish or you're not genuine or they didn't appreciate you or you're just not fulfilling who you are and I think when you have cancer that is so important because you more than ever need that support network and you need to feel good because there are certain elements in your life that are making you not feel good and you can't do anything about it for instance Mm gaining weight or losing weight or losing your hair or your mobility or you don't know what your hobbies are anymore and your time is gone whereas if you're around the people that love you most they will make you forget about that in the moment and you'll just genuinely have a good time um when I was ill I said that I mostly spent time with people that uh cared and my friends were amazing but I carried on going to school and Mm. there obviously you have the people in your year group you can't really control (laughs) and um I I went for my chemo session in the morning until like lunchtime so I was in London came back then went to school uh, or sixth form and went into the class late and all the teachers were aware of my situation and they didn't even expect me to go to school so she she didn't mind I, mm. I kind of put my head down and just like went to my seat and just tried to make as little fuss as possible because you're really I felt really embarrassed about how mm. physically I was which obviously so you should have been yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's just a tough thing. Like the last thing you want to be is in front of people looking at you. Yeah. And a, a boy just called over, like from the back of the class, like, 
Beth, why are you wearing a hat? It's warm outside. And that was after I lost my hair. And I was just like, I was just like, oh, man. Uh, (laughs) At the time, I didn't know what to do. Like, some people are like, why don't you just say back? Like, rip into him. But you were in such a fragile place. I didn't know whether to cry on the spot. I didn't know whether to say nothing. I didn't know whether to just explode and get angry. Yeah. You just don't need that. And that is a clear example of you when you're at your most fragile, you need to be around the good people and not saying that he is not a good person, but he didn't get me and he wasn't sensitive to the subject. And even if yeah. your closest don't know what to say, yeah. they will know what not to say. They know to love you and be empathetic towards you. Yeah. That's wonderful. I mean, uh, that was that sounds absolutely great in terms of a response. A lot of the time we, we think, oh, these people, how can they be saying these things to us? I mean, I've had people say really bad things to me in the past. But then I think about maybe they're going through something in their lives. And, you know, mm. people like Gary Vaynerchuk talk about that whole idea of empathy, where we should know that, yes, they're probably going through something, but we don't know exactly what it is. So why should we immediately be angry or expect anything not positive nor negative from them? We should just be like, okay, they've said this, take it at face value and then move on kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Real important stuff. But um, I I think we should probably talk a little bit more about your business because I'm really interested (laughs) in learning more. I I saw your uh, page on Instagram. I looked at the design and goodness me, this design looks like it's a nice MNC's product. I mean, it's big. <laughs> You're very talented. Do you, do you make these products oh, yourself? Thank you. Uh, well, I've designed my, them myself. So when, as I said, I started in my last year of uni, I kind of created my plan then. But when I graduated, I kind of did all of the branding from my desk at home, just kind mm-hmm. of my bedroom in terms of what I wanted it to look like, the color scheme, the USPs um, and then I've done yeah a lot of it myself so in terms of website creation colors social media content creation editing fulfillment wow. everything um, all in one as for the yeah, as for the packaging I I work with a supplier that creates that because I think it would be one stretch too far actually trying to print out yeah. boxes and things out of my <laughs> living room out of my bedroom sure. but uh, yeah, a lot of the inspiration has come from me, but I think it's so much easier when you create a business where you have been there, you are the target customer, because I know what I didn't like at the time. And I know that a lot of cancer related things were bright pink with bows or very glaringly obvious, almost mm. like, oh, bless. And I wanted to feel luxury and spa like and looked after. And so that's what I created. It's really classy. What, what are the uh, things involved in each package then? Thank you. Um, So the cancer care kit, the USP really is that it is a full kit that will help you with all the side effects. So I thought about all the most common side effects that I experience and that cancer patients as a whole experience. And those are um, hair loss and regrowth, that whole journey there and the anxieties attached to it because you want it to grow back as fast as possible and to be healthy and you're just conscious about it. Skin dryness, joint pain, muscle ache. Uh, lack of sleep, nausea, uh, feeling sick, losing your appetite. These are just a few. And I created products that all target one of these. So, for instance, the tea is in there, organic green tea to overcome nausea, yeah. make you feel fresh. You just need a different taste in your mouth. That's what I felt in uh, during chemo. And then, for instance, lavender oil is in there to help you sleep. You've got other essential oils to put in a diffuser in your bath to help with the joint pain and relaxing your uh, muscles. And then you've got uh, all natural shampoo conditioner to help you 
with um, what to use on your head once your hair is gone. And then also mm-hmm. when it starts to grow back, what do I now use? Because my products before, my, my just typical high street brands, they just don't feel sensitive enough. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's so much. You've got a guidebook in there to guide you through that, that exactly says what all the ingredients are and their benefits. The tea, broccoli seeds as well, which are just fun to grow and also like a really great superfood. The shampoo, (laughs) conditioner, the organic lip balm and the essential oils. That's wonderful. It sounds sounds like you put a lot of thought into the products involved there. Yeah, thank you. I really tried to because I just thought it's from one cancer patient to another. And this is genuinely better than flowers or chocolates, which won't help you in the long run. For sure. That's really nice. Um, I I think probably now that we've talked about your business I'd love to hear about uh, the moment you decided you wanted to make a business and and how it felt at first and like what you set out to do making the business yeah so I've always known I wanted to go down this path but I didn't know exactly it didn't seem that glaringly obvious so I've always been quite academic but not really bothered about careers Whenever I do an internship or a career, I just feel underwhelmed. I feel like I can do more than this. I I just don't Mm. feel fulfilled. This isn't mine. And I know that I would give 110% to a career to then have the benefit put in someone else's pocket and me Mm, to be put in a box. Um, And I just felt like I was more more capable than that. I just hadn't given the opportunity, so I wanted to create my own opportunity. Um, And then when this whole experience came, I just put two and two together and thought, my work ethic that I apply to anything in life, plus my kind of entrepreneurial spirit, plus this life experience can combine to form something really powerful. And I thought about how I can help. So doing business, but in the most ethical way, because that's what I find really important for me. It's not just uh, profit, it's passion as well. And that really combined to one evening creating this idea. And I felt like I thought about it and it was one of those things like if I leave this idea, it's always going to be something that I thought about but never went for. So I went for it and that was the rest. That that was history, really. Wow, that's wonderful. With with making the business, I assume there were probably quite a lot of challenges. But I, I, I wonder maybe who supported you in the beginning and kind of helped you come across to this journey? Um, I would say my boyfriend was very good. He encouraged me whenever I have moments of self-doubt or times where I'm like, oh, it's too big or I don't really know. Mm-hmm. He'll help me just in terms of opening up my own mind. Um, yeah. So instead of giving me ideas, he'll ask me questions for me to then instigate it myself. And yeah. also to show me that it's possible uh, because he's very similar to that. Um, and I think mm-hmm. my immediate support network, I, I found it very, very hard at the time. then and now to actually find people that motivate me and think similarly which I think we can touch upon as one of the areas of business that is incredibly hard because you go down a different path and I feel like I'm wired differently now and I think differently and I don't want to do things that I want that I wanted to do before and it was very hard to find people that are like-minded that can motivate me and make me a better person um so it that was a tough part of business I see. I see. I see now that you're a a one individual band in the case of running your day to day (laughs) operations. You know, you're the the brand officer, 
the uh, product designer, the CEO, the CFO, CTO. How's that been? How's, how's managing all the sides of the business? And do you think once you maybe expand your range, maybe you're going to employ other people or what, what's on your mind at the moment regarding that? Oh, gosh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Definitely. When I get opportunity to, I'll outsource, um, mm-hmm. whether that's freelancers or getting people to do the bits that I don't like or I'm not as good at. But mm-hmm. at the start, you kind of have to be prepared to do anything and everything um, because you haven't yet proved yourself. You haven't yet grown. But it's crazy. I was explaining this to my family, how one day I'm doing the books. One day I'm creating the social media post. One day I'm fulfilling. Yeah. One day I'm, I'm coming back with customer service. Um, it, it's just never ending. And I think mm. that is the most challenging thing. It's more, I've learned more in this process than I've ever learned in my education or in mm. any job um, because you are on your feet. You have to act you don't know whether it's going to work or whether it's not you've just got to take the plunge and you only get the responsibility it's all on you whether it works or if it doesn't yeah wow well, that's really cool i mean for me obviously running a business i i feel really stressed a lot of the time but then again i i feel if i wasn't doing it then i don't know what else i'd be doing so it's not like i'm doing it for the reason to just be uh running a business and then doing it well i feel if i wasn't doing it uh, in the first place then what else would i be doing because you know with yeah. nine to five jobs it's difficult to sit down really give it your all but actually running a business takes more work than a nine to five job so we're effectively taking on twice the work for potentially no income maybe a loss and maybe a lot of mat- mental strain coming on us to- on top of that it's crazy <laughs> yeah i completely agree and you don't you don't necessarily see the benefits at the start you have to get used to putting the work in and not seeing a return mm whether that's financial or results driven or data it's just how it is and it is, yeah. it is harder it's hard to motivate yourself sometimes when everyone around you is doing a nine-to-five and you're creating yeah. your own business and and I, I always talk about this it's short-term sacrifice for long-term gain short-term I've had to sacrifice so many things and potentially I'm seeing my friends do quite average jobs but they're still going on holiday or having Friday at 5 p.m. having the best time ever. Friday at 5 p.m. does not exist for me. <laughs> so, yes, some people only ever see the benefits and they say, yeah, but you can go on holiday when you want. Or you don't have fixed leave or if you want to just go out, you can. And it's like you're only seeing one side of the uh, the picture here. It, you also then come back and you're like, wow, I haven't done this. I need to work now. And there's no time off, which is hard. I think, like you said, it all relates to mindset and you need to know how to balance that. Otherwise, you're forever going to be anxious. And as someone new in business, I'm still learning about this and how to master that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, as you said, it's obviously about the drive, the motivation. I wonder maybe where you got your motivation and drive from. To be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> don't worry, no we'll idea. cut that part out. <laughs> I, no, no, I don't mind it being in because to be, I'm going to be transparent and say uh, for so long, I felt like the only one, like the odd one out in so many yeah. cases because I'm wired differently. I can't switch off, which is yeah. great because I deliver high results. But it's exhausting always giving 110% to everything um, or always being the like it's not even the high achiever because I wasn't necessarily academic. I just worked hard. Like, I, yeah. like it, it wasn't it's not my number one skill set. I was yeah quite good at it, but it's exhausting. And mm. um, I, to be honest, I know people that have some kind of aspects of my mindset, but I look around and I very rarely see anyone in my circle that is similar. And that, that's isolating also. Um, mm. But I just know that I've got to be true to myself and it just comes from within. So that's what I'm going to do. 
in the past have you had people tell you that you won't be successful and maybe how have you dealt with it and kind of if if you could talk to them now what would you say in obviously a nice way (laughs) um I think no one outright has said you're not going to be successful because mm. I firstly I just want to say I'm not in my eyes I'm not successful now oh, yeah. I'm on yeah. the road so none like, of us are me, we're, we're growing <laughs> yeah yeah so for me like there's no end point and I don't say that in terms of greed or anything but it's just like I am the first person to pick faults with myself um yeah. and I'm only just starting but even then like I have really um separated myself from the norm I already have come so far but yeah I just see it at the beginning but no one has necessarily said you're not going to do this because I think I think the real people that looked into me just thought I could but it's smaller things it's smaller things like oh do you want to go out here and I don't know like um for for me I don't drink so go out drinking Mm. and do this and do this and do all these activities that I don't really see a return on I do things that give me a return and not financially (laughs) but do something that gives me a benefit so if I spend an hour listening to a podcast I get a return because I learn something um so I'm not going to do something that's going to make me feel rubbish about myself um and is a waste of time so I'll say no um sorry in a, in a polite way but just like uh, I'll meet up with you doing something else but I'm just not really down for that right now um and I'll be made to feel bad and then I'll work that evening and I'll I will feel bad about myself they haven't necessarily Mm. said anything but it'll Mm. be a bit like oh like you just have to make certain decisions in your life and maybe say no to some things or distance yourself from some people which and the undertones are like oh why is she doing that or who does she think she is and that is almost like a a stab that's like what are you doing you can't do this so there are subliminal messages yeah that's been a bit like I don't really understand what you're doing or people that still check up on me to see if I've succeeded yet but Mm. will never comment or will never send me praise but they're the first people to see my Instagram stories yeah yeah. what is it with that social media (laughs) stuff that every everyone will look at your pictures they will like your pictures but they won't Mm. share anything when you you have something you ask them and they're like okay yeah I'll share it they don't share it you mentioned that whole like judgment thing I mean first of all yeah I, I'm with you on sober society. I don't drink myself either. <laughs> you know, with, with the the value of things, you do something that has value. Listening to a podcast, reading, maybe. I know it feels really sickly, doesn't it? You look and you think, damn, they're having such a nice time. Why didn't I go along? It happened just the other day. Yeah. I was like, I really want to go along, but I've got to work on some biz stuff. What do I do? Stay at home. But then again, if we look back three years and we see those same people doing that. We look at ourselves and we think, damn, if I was with them, I wouldn't have accomplished this. You know? Yeah, I think it's all about balance, though. If I think I'm going to go somewhere and enjoy myself and love the people yeah. I'm around, it's good quality people. I will 100 percent do it. But the time yeah. when I'm made to feel bad about myself or made to feel like self-conscious in that environment and they're all like jeering me on to do something I don't want to do, then I'll completely separate myself and know that my value is better spent elsewhere. Mm, that's totally fair it's good that you have some self-control in that way because a lot of people in society these days we're influenced I mean myself a lot of the times my judgment on some things if I see a post on Instagram I'll be like oh that's outrageous but then what if the true story is showing that this actually hadn't happened and people are just attacking a person for a reason having the, the ability to think for yourself as you've portrayed here is really strong and I assume that will probably really help you a lot in uh, your business and and helps you be a great CEO in the future I assume if that's the path <laughs> you're going down rejuvenate <laughs> Thank you. I <laughs>
<laughs> I appreciate but, um, that. <laughs> my pleasure. I think um, I'm probably also interested now to ask a little bit more about your, your business. As you, you started the business and you've been around with Rejuvenate Kits for about four to five months now, if I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. And uh, I wonder maybe as the person behind the helm, the one who has all the power over operations, but also has to deal with all the customer care queries. What has been the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome to date? Um, so many different in so many areas. So an obvious one right now that I'm trying to overcome is getting my business out there more. So mm-hmm. getting a larger reach and engagement. And that's hard because social media is a minefield and For you real. don't know where to invest your time and money um so engagement is one but that's like a a practical business step but as for actually personal it's been doing this on my own Mm -hmm. acting on my feet and having to take all of this it's all in my head no one else's it's not like I can have a meeting and be like you know what I'm stuck what do you guys think yeah I say that in my own head like yeah you can't tell your family can you you? (laughs) family's just gonna get it to an extent aren't they yeah yeah it's hard because obviously I've got so much support but it it is an individual thing and anyone that owns a business and runs a business themselves and solely on their own will understand that um so I think it's that uh, trying to overcome things and just be great at everything because no one's great at everything but when you are running a business on your own you're kind of made to be great at everything For real. you have to just do everything and the third thing I would say is the um, isolation really like it can be lonely um, because you're working on a project and it's no one else's project and it takes a lot of time and I know that I launched in July and really nothing else has happened in my life since July it's just been all of this and it's yes I've created an amazing thing and been productive in the past uh, four or five months but I as a result like I haven't taken time off over the summer when people are going on holiday and doing their great things I would love to be swimming with tropical fish like oh yeah that's what I be doing. That. <laughs> yeah I, I love that kind of thing I love experiences but mm. sacrifices have to be made and the bits you don't see is me working hard every single day of the summer um mm, so it's isolated because you do that on your own it's a lot of time by yourself I see did, did you ever think of quitting at any point in the process no it, I never thought about quitting there were times that I felt a uh, struggle so it was like, oh, I don't know, I can't do this. But when I say I can't do this, it's like I can't do this email marketing or I can't do this right now. It would never go beyond to actually quit. I just don't quit. I can't quit mm. in anything, really, mm. unless it's can't, can't my lose, best can't lose. <laughs> No, it just can't happen because I haven't given it my all yet. Like yeah. I'm only just begin, beginning. So, mm. And there's also no better option. I, I thought about quitting like university sometimes and like when I first went and I was really struggling and I wasn't fully recovered. But then I thought, okay, if I had this choice again, would I do the same thing? And it's yes, I wouldn't change anything. So then it's just showing that this is the right path. This is just the hard part of the path. Wow. I'm curious to know what's the most valuable lesson so far that you've learned in general? Um, I think my most valuable lesson, uh, I think beyond like the, the kind of trivial things like this works, this doesn't work, this works, but mm-hmm. the people that are there for you and the people that, always have their hand out always want something in return and the people that are genuine as well I think for me arrogance is the worst trait in someone and every every characteristic comes from arrogance it all stems from arrogance so Mm. if you're someone selfish or ignorant it all comes from arrogance Mm. 
Yeah. And when launching a business, I've seen the people that are literally my cheerleaders who I'm so grateful for and that make my heart warm uh, mm. and, and just have so much humility that they can support someone else willingly and they'll support them and it doesn't affect them. And yeah. there are some people that wouldn't do it and wouldn't do it through gritted teeth. And I just find that crazy because someone else's success does not limit or impact your own. Mm. And the competitiveness has just shone for me. And um, also, we mentioned this before the call as well as that. Also, people that do come crawling back after they've wronged you in the past <laughs> yeah. is interesting also because <laughs> they kind of sniff a bit of success or, oh, so-and-so is going somewhere or Beth's doing something interesting here. Let me cling on and rise with her. Oh, and yeah. It's like when I was at my lowest, that's when the people show their true colours. Mm. So I think it's been a life lesson more than a business lesson. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Being absolutely isolated and then feeling completely lonely. Nobody's there. Even even some closest friends who we thought were like our family, in a sense, really close people to us. They won't mm. be there for you. That gives me like a little bit of frustration, not trusting everybody to an extent extent but also not not giving people chances because you should always give people a shot the, the yeah. one big, biggest issue with me when I was younger is I would immediately form a judgment from like a first impression and then mm. um what I learned to do over time was to understand a little bit more and give people a chance but also realize that we can't show ourselves in a couple of sentences but through a proper discussion we can learn through experience relatability all of that stuff and I wonder for yourself what's the biggest lesson that you've learned in life so far or one of the most important ones uh about myself my first thought when you said that was about myself mm. I probably when I was 15 16 like a lot of teenagers though you're so young just was very like just standard like everyone else like who was I I probably just copied other people and just went along with things now yeah. I know who I am so much more of what I'm doing and I ha I'm not mucking about with my time. And I think that's deep. I, I think as well, I think it's taught me like I had to buckle up and just like get a grip, really. But not For in real. a bad way. But <laughs> a lot of people in their 20s or so, like I'm 22, just still are just finding themselves, whether that's through traveling or through jobs or relationships. And at 17, I went through that so much much earlier than other people were. And that created a, a barrier between me and a lot of other people because I went to uni like, right I'm, I've just arrived at uni I've just fought cancer this year I've, I've just thought about okay what do I actually want to do with my life and I'm turning up to uni and that's when people are going mad the most like drinking and being paralytic and just going crazy because it's the first mm. time they've been allowed out so yeah. I was on such a different wavelength and I think that is why at 22 I'm doing this and having to uh. say no to a lot of things and because I've chosen that path and I'm already down it whereas some people haven't even chosen that path yet uh, if that makes sense I see. Yeah, it's that, it's that moment where you wake up. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate. For me, when I was younger, I think I was 11, it was a little bit more of a darker story. A close friend of mine um, had taken his own life. And that, for me, was a really dark moment because I thought I've always got my friends around me to talk to. And I wasn't as close with my family uh, purely because I was a kid I, I think I just yeah. wanted to go to my room and play games and you know go on Xbox and tell my friends yo you guys playing this game later or whatever FIFA Minecraft or whatever <laughs> and I used to come back but then when that happened I woke up and I realized that damn I need to embrace some kind of individuality and a lot of people go through that same thing not obviously that exact 
um, situation which I was placed in, but more so the whole realization, as you've mentioned. And it could happen later on in people's lives. The earlier it happens, I guess, the earlier we can sit down and think, okay, let me work at this plan and then go for it. And I mean, for you, it really, really worked well for you, which is great to see. I mean, you were in college from what was it? February to March, I think you had your four months of chemo cycles, and then you took your exams, Mrs. Triple A, a star, some grades for people <laughs> who are working from the beginning of the year in perfectly good health, struggle to get. I mean, right now I'm struggling, <laughs> and I only <laughs> take three A levels. Oh. I mean, that's really impressive. You did oh, that. You, you went straight to uni. You really are an inspiration to many people out there, which is you should definitely oh, be proud of yourself. And thank, thank you once again for coming on. <laughs> no, because, no, thank you. I find that so difficult to hear, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Trust me, I, I hate hearing nice stuff too. But look, we have to acknowledge the truth. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just smiling like, oh, God, this is so hard to hear. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. It takes pleasure, humility. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, um, I think... I. I would probably if I was listening to this podcast, I would really want to know before I started my business. I wanted to know how what would be some advice from people who've already been there. And obviously we've both been there. And with my episodes, I talk about this quite a lot. But I'm interested to hear hopefully your side of what advice would you give to someone who would want to start their own business and maybe just take that leap? How would you kind of advise them if you could? Um. I would say, firstly, link passion to profit. So don't always focus on bottom line profit and your numbers and your margins because that's not what sells. That obviously makes profitable profitable business. You need awareness of that. And I think if you're not business-minded in that sense, try and rope someone in to help you. Um, but what really is like the recipe for success is someone that is creative, so is creating something that people need. So you need to offer a value where, where uh, if that is a gap, or mm-hmm. something that hasn't yet been invented, as well as making it profitable. So I think you need both sides of the coin. Some people struggle with being both because it's almost like creating, it's like having artistic, innovative characteristics, as well as being analytic and data-driven and almost maths orientated. But yeah. I think that's the ideal recipe for success. I would say, secondly, to two more points, really. Be prepared to work without a lot of return at the start and to work harder than you've ever known and to not fall into the trap of social media. I think there is a massive hype right now that being an entrepreneur is incredible. It's lounging yeah. on yachts in Dubai all day and it's, oh, yeah. it's the mega rich. Versus reality. <laughs> yeah, literally. And that that's created by some of the people on Instagram that are entrepreneurs, but maybe they are. I don't know, reality stars or they yeah. have a platform to have been on TV. So, of course, if I sold a product after being on a TV show, it would be easier because the audience is already there. So, But I don't think that is a realistic view of entrepreneurs as a whole. So I think just try and distance yourself from that. Otherwise, you'll feel really rubbish about yourself. Um, yeah. I feel like you're not doing a great job. And I think my third thing kind of links to that, that uh, you will start to think differently. You'll start to think about time differently productivity differently mm. relationships differently and maybe yeah. y- your relationships will change in your personal life it, I don't think business and personal life is completely separate um uh, since my business life has changed my personal life has in terms of who I now um who I now want to spend time with and also relationships have formed others have broken down just because some people get it and some people don't so um mm. I think that's important to be aware of 
That's quite cool. I mean, with uh, the whole part about people showing a reality that's not really true, I think with the investor community, that's really, really present. I can definitely say firsthand being uh, an investor for me. The reality of investing is not sitting down in a pool and having a laptop and just placing a position or looking at some charts. The reality is stressed, shaking at your desk <laughs> with a bottle of water, maybe a coffee or something, and then analyzing statements. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And statements and statements upon statements. But then I go on Instagram and I see these advertisers of Forex traders who are going in private planes that they've rented for the day but they obviously don't mention that they'll go in these private planes and they'll say that oh become a trader live this lavish style and whatever pay for my course in reality the real paid courses are like going to uni and doing another year of something but that kind of equivalent it's crazy and i mean the whole thing of working hard separating business life and personal life is totally understandable a lot of people say you can just go straight out of the workplace you can come home and then you'll talk to your family about nothing to do with your business but on reality in reality it's always in your mind isn't it yeah. you're always thinking about it i could be with my friends bowling and i'm thinking damn i didn't do that right i need to change this thing I don't know yeah. how to escape it, but I wonder maybe to ask you, um, you've been through one of the largest difficulties, as, as we've, you've always mentioned, with uh, fighting stage 2A Hodgkin's lymphoma, a form of cancer. That is amazing. Now, to have fought that, you must have had a really strong mindset. You must have had some kind of coping mechanisms. And even in business, have you got any of those that you can maybe share with us, those coping mechanisms that, that can help you in your business? This is definitely something I need to work on. So the strength comes from just inner strength. But I I tend to push myself. So I said this before we started recording. I said I yeah. tend to push myself so I deliver results, which on the outside looking in is great. But yeah. the cost of that is that I overwork myself a lot. And I mm -hmm. think it's not as easy as saying, like, what are your coping mechanisms? Because it's not straight away. So I'm trying to work on this myself. Oh, yeah. This is where I need to improve. I... I hate when people say my issue what's wrong with me is that I work too hard because that's like <laughs> one of those things on the CV that's like oh, oh yeah of course it is oh, I'm oh. too amazing but genuinely I can't switch off and that means yeah. that me time and taking after my looking after myself mm. is sacrificed and that's not healthy yeah. like it's genuinely not good to work too hard because you never switch off your quality of sleep is is yeah. deprived you can't yeah. sleep other things in your life are sacrificed you never feel like you switch off and I need to work on this. So it's about um, there's like a big movement towards self-care and stuff I know on social media. And my product right. kind of links to that. It's about taking the time to actually say this is my cutoff time like it would be a nine to five. And I recommend that to other people. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend that my best advice for coping mechanisms, whether you're having a stressful day in your business, whether it's going great or not, is saying I don't care what's happening I need, I'm going out or I'm meeting this person at 5 p.m on Saturday or 3 p.m on Sunday whatever it may be and it means you have to stop and you have yeah. to take a break because otherwise you just get exhausted and your mental health just goes too far and you'll become anxious and stressed and yes it's important yes you're giving everything but your life is more important yeah um, <laughs> I'm finding that t tough to do but I'm yeah. trying to get there with that yeah no, I relate to you exactly there, to be honest. My parents are coming to me a lot of the time and saying, Ryan, you've got to 
go outside. You've got to switch off your screens. You've got to probably hang out with your friends more. And I'm, I'm, I said, Dad, I'm not really feeling hanging out with these guys tonight. I've got some stuff to do. In reality, when I don't have stuff to do, I sit down and I think about doing more stuff. But in reality, it gets really inefficient. That's yes. the, the problem, isn't it? And it's hard to say, you're like, you always have more stuff to do. I, mm. I, I'm always saying that. I've got things to do. I've got things to do. But it never ends. Like, yeah. it, it never, it's not like a nine to five or even um, homework at school or something where it yeah. gets done. Business mm. doesn't get done because you can always never. be better. And you can always talk to yourself like, I haven't done enough. And, and when you don't have a strict me time, it will just go on throughout the night and through the evening. It's crazy, isn't it? I could be sitting down contemplating for like two, three hours about reading a book. I need to read the most efficient thing of my time. So then I read the book and I've only got 20 minutes. So I'm rushing through it and then I'm feeling nauseous and stressed and I don't know what to do. But but then it's on to the next thing, on to the next thing. I mean, the, yeah. the, I, the other day I went to the gym and I was... I brought a book with me. I shouldn't be doing that. I should just be playing the music in my ears. And, and a lot of us in business, I think one of our biggest mistakes is, as you said, working ourselves too hard. Obviously, it's very generic to say, oh, my biggest issue is yeah. working too hard. Yeah. But it's almost like an illness or an addiction to just working on something because we know where we want to be. But we don't know how long it's going to take. And if we don't achieve it in our lifetime, we want to make sure we don't have a regret about we, there was an opportunity to go elsewhere you know yeah but it's a catch-22 because it's so frustrating to hear like I was talking to someone who's also in business and she was like don't be too hard on yourself like you're growing you're only four or five months yeah. like it's only a small thing and I'm like don't say it's only a small thing like oh, yeah. it's not I want to be bigger I want to be better and it's yeah. like someone can't tell you to switch off because it's frustrating it's like you've done enough already and it's like who are you to say I haven't done enough I haven't met these targets I haven't done this um <laughs> but then you you need to you, you yeah. genuinely need to it's funny you mentioned that to be honest because um a lot of people say enjoy your youth enjoy your 20s enjoy your 30s enjoy your 40s enjoy every moment of your life but then when are we gonna work it's so unrealistic yeah <laughs> I hate I hate that saying because yeah that but I think that's the mainstream thing like enjoy your 20s enjoy it but that's if you want to enjoy your 20s and um then work like as a result you will be working in your 30s 40s 50s 60s and for your pension beyond so yeah that's great for some people that i am not um disregarding that it's what yeah. works for you and what makes you happy happiness is yeah. paramount but if you want a totally. different way of life then i might not be laying on a sun lounger on a Mediterranean cruise, drinking sangrias. Yeah. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> for me, is the work time, and I hope to do that later in life. But that's yeah, my yeah. Highland decision. Spring water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Highland Spring. <laughs> that's 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 my uh, go-to drink in the evening. Yeah. My uh, red, red Highland Spring water. <laughs> yeah, well, I love Highland Spring water. It's so or fresh. a lemon and lime. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? Let's level up to Schler. You know, the non-alcoholic dream. <laughs> but, you know, um, no, I completely get what you're saying about that. Uh, a, a lot of us, we just have to break. But mm. I wonder for yourself, with all the work that you're doing right now, I wonder what are your ambitions for the future? Obviously, you've got yourself and then you've got your business too. Um, I hope to grow the business. So first and foremost, it creates an impact, a legacy. Because I truly believe that money just magnifies what a person already is. So if you yeah. are greedy to the core, give them money and they will use it to, to spend and be greedy. If you give someone that 
is warm and conscientious and selfless money, then they will use that money in a completely different way. So I would love to create a legacy for my business to make business um, ethical as well. I I don't want to be given a position of power and a platform and all of these things to use it wrongly. I just, I, Mm. I just can't do that. That I just can't um, make those my actions. And then to make the business grow, obviously to grow financially as well I'd love to systemize it um so I can take more of a back seat and have like overarching power to create big decisions but as for the daily yeah. tasks um outsource those to make it just a bit more sustainable for me and to, for me to have oh, a life as well awesome. are you um, thinking of any new products and new products in the pipeline for a new market because you've obviously got a really new uh, actually not new you've got a really impressive skill that uh, has been for designing these products i mean honestly if i looked at them i thought damn I mean, this, this shampoo looks really nice i might have to cop one myself i mean <laughs> <laughs> any Thank mass market um, i'm thinking of um making so focusing on this as my core product the cancer care kit as the primary product but in the future i'd love to extend to wider kits so um really approach the wider audience so it's less niche and then I'd love to be able to offer the refills to the individuals. At the moment, I've had a lot of demand for the individual products. But right wow. now, um, I need to just focus on the one because otherwise I'll be spreading myself too thin. Um, but yeah, growth upwards and outwards. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's really nice. I hope to I look forward to seeing those products. I wonder what about for yourself if you're if you pass the time of the business? I mean, for myself, when somebody asked me, what do you want to do in the future? I just want to take a year and travel around the world or something and disappear from the whole atmosphere. But but I wonder what about yourself for you after businesses worked out for you and you're relaxing with your millions? What do you do then? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to uh, live just um, I'd love to have my own family. I'm just mm. massive. That's just it's weird having being business related, but also being really family orientated. Sometimes it feels like the two yeah. can't coexist, but that's what yeah, I really true. want. Um, true, just true. a really tight knit family, my own family um, and to travel experiences are just the top for me beyond materialistic things mm. really not bothered about materials but to be able to do those with the people that I love and to have my business still standing strong and operating is my goal really and that will come through growth nice here's a quick fire question if you could go to any country in the world in the entire world right which one would it be and why right now or at any yeah. point in my life uh, let's just say sat down retired balling Feet up on the desk. You can get one of those fancy ch- chairs where you can recline the back. I mean, I'm using a kitchen chair right now. But where would you think? Okay, globe in front of me. Which country am I going to next? Uh, okay, so my I would say probably Indonesia, Philippines right now because Ooh. I've, I've I went to China last year and that was like my first time in Asia and I I loved it. It was a real eye eye opener. But I know that that's vastly different to other areas in Asia. And I would mm. just love to do kind of um more tropical island hopping but away from touristic just areas just doing my own thing and just having just back to nature I I, I hate kind of like touristic um holiday 
sites and just like yeah. buffet food and all basically going away and seeing all your neighbors like <laughs> i don't want to see anyone in <laughs> oh yes yeah. let's all go malaga excuse me miss can you take a picture oh wait weren't you my teacher in primary school <laughs> oh yeah honestly you realize they're from your, your hometown and things i'd love oh, just right. to have the flexibility and i think the business offers you that the, that potential um to do it when you want and where you want but to be honest i haven't really touched on traveling much at all so i would love to just experience so many places in the world i see you've got your head down you're ready to work as soon as it happens you know you 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 must enjoy the life yes 100 percent. we can't get too wrapped up and because you've got to enjoy life is what it is for like when everything is said and done that's what you remember that's like the real heartwarming stuff remember to live i mean i'm hoping to go back home to uh where my ethnic origins lay in iran but in an area that's bordering azerbaijan and iran it's called tabriz and and that's the place where my family are mostly concentrated i've been working a lot for the past five six years i just want to go there sit back relax and and reconnect with my roots you know just go back and see the family and the food oh my goodness i mean (laughs) if you haven't had persian cuisine look at the nearest one and if we're ever in the same town, kebabs, that's the motive. Oh, lovely. Yeah, well, that's it. But that just warms you in a different way that business doesn't necessarily. You can't forget about those heartwarming times because you're human. Like you you, you have the family instincts in you. You have like those instincts and you just can't neglect those as much as business is great. For real, we can never leave our roots. <laughs> no. Levi Roots, see what you did there. <laughs> Le- Levi Roots, ah, this is the best business podcast. And on that note, <laughs> um, where can people find out more about you and your business? Um, so we are on Instagram at Rejuvenate Kits, and then our website is rejuvenatekits.com. Um, just reach out to us on social media. We're always active every single day, answering questions, putting out polls, getting you involved. Um, but yeah, there's so many more nitty gritty details on the website wonderful wonderful rejuvenatekits.com that's the site right yeah rejuvenatekits.com thank you so much for having me perfect thank you for coming on the show beth i really enjoyed hearing your story and i'm sure we'll be watching your business grow from strength to strength in the future thank you perfect all right yo that's gassed me up (laughs) (laughs) i I really enjoyed it thank you so much honestly beth thank you